Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 397, and I'm calling it How to Move Forward Even in Survival Mode. So at the time that I'm recording this, it is kind of a general society survival mode time because it is the uh, time leading up to the Christmas holidays. And whenever you're listening to it, there's a decent chance that last week you were in survival mode or soon you're going to be or whatever, because survival mode is what I go into. And we're talking about obviously in the house, right? This, we're not talking about legitimate survival, but it's what I go to go into when I've got a big project that I'm working on, or somehow everything has fallen at one time. And I feel like I can just barely keep ahead. It is unfortunately how I lived a lot more. And I am less likely back in the past meaning when my house was completely out of control. Thankfully, it is a rarer thing, rarer thing for me to be in survival mode because my house is just easier for me to keep under control with a lot less stuff and some routines in place. But it still happens, right? Like it survival mode is a thing and it can feel frustrating to hear somebody talk about it when you are currently in constant overwhelm because the house is just in that state. But even when my house was a complete disaster, I would still go into extra survival mode when the holidays came around or that I was working on a big project or all these things were going on at one time. So it's just, it's a natural phase of life. So we're going to talk about how to move forward even in the midst of that. So even when it feels like I am in a place where I am just holding on and I am just trying to make it through this time period. I'll eventually get to where I can actually make progress again. But for right now, I'm just holding on. We're going to talk about how to move forward even in the midst of that. And I'm not talking about making huge strides at all. Like I I am not talking about, oh, change survival mode and instead make all this huge progress, which that would be awesome if you can do that. But I know for me, when I was in and when I am in survival mode, I will that kind of stuff overwhelms me. It's like, are you kidding? I'm barely making it. Please don't also pile on that. I need to do this, 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 and this. But when I shift my thinking into saying, I, it's always my goal to move a little bit forward and a little bit forward and a little bit forward all the time. And when I start to see the value in moving a little bit forward and a little bit forward and a little bit forward all the time, then I find myself even in those time periods of survival mode realizing that, okay, I can still move a little bit forward and a little bit forward, and maybe it makes less of an impact, but forward motion is forward motion, and it is always, always helpful. So that's what we're talking about today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So let's talk about what does it mean to move forward? Well, when I talk about the no mess decluttering process and how the key to the no mess decluttering process is take it there now, I always, always, almost, I feel like I've answered this question so much that there are definitely times where everybody listening, at least that is responding, um, does know, you know, what I'm talking about. But in general, the question I get more than any other is when I talk about take it there now, people say, but what happens when I take it there now and the space that I take it to where I would look for it first is its own decluttering projects. Like how do I not get derailed, sidelined, whatever the word is, right? How is it that I keep moving forward? So what I say and what I do is when I take it to a space and that space is its own decluttering project, I remind myself, my goal is to change my whole house over time, right? And so when I look at this space that is its own decluttering project, but if I stop what I'm doing right now and focus on this decluttering project instead of the one that I started on, then that's how I end up just kind of piddling around the house and not actually really making real, actual, forward progress, right? So what I do is I say, what in this space can I remove to create the room that I need, the space that I need for this item that I would look for first here? Ideally, it's going to be trash or something that is a duh donation. I don't even have to think about it. It can just go straight into the donate box because the trash bag and the donate box are back at the space I was originally decluttering and that takes me back there, okay? And something, the thing I was originally taking there now, that has been given a real home in my house, okay? So that is forward motion because this thing is no longer just drifting around my home without a real place to be. No, it has an actual space to be that has been defined according to where I would look for it first. And also something else has left my house for good, either in the trash or recycling or in the donate box. Okay, so something has left my house. So my house has moved forward. And it's powerful to think that way. But sometimes, what if you take it there now? And I mean, there's all, if the space is actually full, there's got to be, things need to leave the house, right? So really, there's got to be trash or a a donation. But sometimes, let's say there's not, or it just feels like there's not, or you're sure that there's not, or you're assuming that I'm wrong and there's not going to be. And so you're trying to play this all out in your head. Well, let's just explain how that would go even, right? I get to this space, there is no trash. There's no dead donation. I get to the spot and I'm like, well, you know, okay, well then is there anything easy in this space? Is there anything here that belongs somewhere else? Like that already has an established home. I'm going to take that there. Well, then that can really feel futile, right? But I'm going to make the space by removing this easy thing. And then I'm going to take that easy thing to the place where I would look for it first, which is its already established home. And then I'm, you know, but every step forward is a step forward. Okay. So we're going to count it. One of the things I find myself saying to myself all the time is when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will say, 
okay, what has to be done anyway? Like what is a a thing in this situation that needs to be dealt with? Remember my procrastinate clutter, my definition for procrastinate clutter is the stuff that doesn't feel important enough for me to spend my time and my energy on when I'm in the midst of a decluttering project. And so, because I think, well, I'm going to have to do that anyway. So I need to spend my energy and my time on something more important, more dramatic. But when I skip that stuff, then my house doesn't actually look better and function better the way that it should from as a result of this decluttering project, right? Well, sometimes in the midst of just everyday life too, when I look around and I'm overwhelmed and I think, okay, I don't have time for a big decluttering project. I will ask myself again, which, you know, I can declutter in any amount of time I have available, right? Using the no mess method. But I look around and I ask myself again, I say, okay, what has to be done anyway? What has to be done so that I don't have to think about it? Because if it has to be done, then getting it done means it's done, right? So profound. But it means it's done and I can move on to the next thing. I can have that done. So it's that mentality of all the different tasks, even the ones that seem too unimportant or too small, or how could that really make a difference? But if it has to be done, even if it feels like it's not going to make that big of a difference, I'm going to go ahead and do it because that's how I move forward, right? Where if I think, well, I mean, yes, that has to be done, but I mean, come on, such a tiny little thing. That mentality is how I always ended up with spaces that were piled high and out of control because of lots of little teeny tiny things that didn't seem important enough to do, right? Okay, so defining moving forward, what I mean by that is doing the things that need to be done no matter how small they are. Okay, this is key in survival mode because big seems overwhelming and small seems not worth my time. I've got other things to worry about. Okay, but there are so many times, even in the midst of survival mode, where I am looking around and I'm like, oh, there's just so much to do. Okay, but here's a small thing I can do that's going to take me basically no time at all. And by doing that, it actually moves me forward. And it also changes my mentality. Okay. Because I have done something and I've started to feel successful, feel a little more in control, which is kind of what I'm lacking when I'm in survival mode anyway. Right. Another thing to focus on of how to move forward, even when you're in survival mode is to pay attention to what kinds of things are going to send me backward. What are the things that I can avoid that would send me backward? So when I recently was, um, I got an Airbnb to work on a writing project that I'm working on because sometimes I need that like intense focus time. So I went to this place and my whole goal was to like not have to leave, right? So I didn't have to leave and go get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I had brought things with me and it was my whole goal to not use any dishes other than this one coffee cup. So 
I had cereal out of it in the morning and sometimes in the afternoon for a snack. I made egg salad in it. Like I had these boiled eggs and I put a little, you know, whatever I put in egg salad at the time when I'm feeling it, um, put a little bit of that in there and mix it up right in there. That was not the greatest, right? Like I didn't feel like I could get it chopped as fine as I wanted to because I was trying to just do it inside the thing, inside this coffee cup. But I was intent on, I'm just going to use this one thing because as long as I use the one coffee cup for my cereal, my lunch, I had soup. And then I, what else did I eat out of that? There's one other. Oh, coffee. (laughs) Yeah. So I would have my coffee first and then I have my cereal. So I was determined to only use this one cup because as long as I did that, as long as I was intently focused on not using every dish out of, oh my goodness, I've got, you know, so much on my mind. I don't feel like washing the dishes. I'm just going to grab this other clean dish, this other clean dish, and then end up in a situation where I didn't have any dishes and I had a whole bunch of dishes to deal with, right? It was my goal. I am not going to go backward. I am going to severely limit what I'm using. And also kind of, it was a fun challenge that I was giving myself, right? That was my goal. This is my goal. Now, obviously that's not going to always be practical in your regular life, in your home, but it is a mindset shift, right? Like it is my goal during this time. It is even more important to me to not let dishes get out of control. So we are going to only use these four plates because as long as there's only, you know, if there's four of us at the house and as long as there are only four plates, then that is doable. I can wash four plates, four plates, four forks. So it's like in this time of survival mode, I'm going to shrink it down and use less so that I can't end up in a situation where I am completely overwhelmed. And I know that that feels counterintuitive, right? Like it feels like it would be stressful. But y'all, this is the reason that your big family mamas do things like everybody has one plate and it's their color. And it is your job to wash your own plate. I mean, this is the reason, right? Because we limit it so that it can't get overwhelming because the reality of their big family is that it's probably always a little overwhelming and can get way overwhelming very quickly, right? And so what can I do to not go backward? Well, I can pick five outfits that I'm going to wear and this is it this is it. These are the things. You know what? I am in a zone right now and my uniform is going to be leggings and sweatshirts. And these are my three to five favorites. And I'm just going to wear these. And when these are not wearable anymore, I'm going to wash and then I'm going to wear them again. And this is how I'm going to survive this because I'm not going to let myself go backwards. So thinking about ways that I can prevent myself from going backwards, it feels like that's overwhelming, except that I am preventing the overwhelm that then causes the shutdown, which then causes the complete and total disaster. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. 
having someone to talk to like a better help therapist can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. And then focus on completing small actions. That's a lot of what we're doing here, right? With the defining moving forward, not going backward. It's a, it's a mindset thing of looking for what small thing can I do all the way? So it's not overwhelming because it's small, but I'm going to completely do this, right? And a big part of this is acknowledging that small progress is legitimate progress. Not going backward is legitimate progress. That is all valuable. This is the same thing that we talk about when we talk about better being the goal and better being a better goal than 
other goals, like big, lofty, whatever kind of goals. That's great. And I like to have those types of goals for big projects that I can break down and tackle and all that kind of stuff. But in my home, I find that better is the best goal for me to have, right? So I'm just going to say that if I can make this space a tiny little bit better, which all I have to do to achieve better is one small thing. I'm going to count that as having achieved my goal because my goal was better. So it's acknowledging that small progress is legitimate progress. It's letting yourself feel successful with every small thing that's done, which then makes me not intimidated to get started. Kind of makes me a little, I don't know, excited is a weird word to use because sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, this is so fun. And, you know, and that's like a big turnoff for people like me when people are like, oh, my word, cleaning is so fun when you really do it. And you're like, that's neat for you. No, it's me acknowledging that I can feel successful and knowing I'm going to feel successful because I've experienced this in the past. I was like, I changed my goal to better. I went ahead and did something. Wow, I actually felt successful. That was worth it. And then it, it helps me achieve, be willing to do that again in the future, right? The way I think of this is what small thing could I do now that will be one less small thing I have to do when survival mode is over to catch up. Because that's the problem, right? That is the big problem for a lot of people like me when it comes to survival mode. I feel like sometimes I get into survival mode more easily than other people because I am more than willing and able to ignore the mess building, right? I don't see incremental mess. And so I'm just like, well, I got to get this other thing done. And in the meantime, everything else is piling up. And over time, having lived and lived through that many times and realized how awful it is after survival mode is over to see the big mess and realize, oh my goodness, now I have to actually deal with all this stuff. And then, you know, which then makes me feel overwhelmed, which then puts me into survival mode again sooner, which, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So looking for having this mentality for me, how to move forward even in survival mode is looking for, like I said, you know, what has to be done anyway? What small thing can I do now? And by doing this thing now, I know that I am taking one thing, one small thing away from the recovery period after survival mode. Okay. That mentality helps me a lot. It helps me be willing to do the small thing. It helps me see the point in doing the small thing. Okay. Where the, you know, the alternate way that I think some other people who are, you know, don't struggle with this, maybe think of it more is like, well, of course I want to get all this done now so that I'm not having to catch up on it later. And I'm like, but that's my normal thing, right? So instead it's me realizing how miserable it is to do the catching up, how survival mode is harder and harder, the more things get out of control. And so I tell myself, what can I do now that will make the catch up easier? And thinking that way generally helps me get through survival mode in a way where I'm not putting myself in a situation where it's going to be a humongous catch up there in the future. Okay. So this might be one small load of laundry. All right. So I 
oh my goodness, it's survival mode. What am I going to do? Oh no. You know, like in the past, I would have just kept on wearing every single thing that I have. And instead it's, okay, what small thing can I do now that will mean that the catching up is less in the future? Okay, well, I can do a a load where I don't sort. So I'm going to go ahead and do everything that I can justify doing. I know there are people who don't sort at all and I get that and that's fine for you. But you know, I'm going to grab everything that I possibly think that can go together in one load and I'm going to get that one load done. And this is really nothing compared to what all I actually need to be doing, but it's one less load that I'll have to do in the future. And then that kind of changes that mentality of like what I used to do in survival mode, which was go out and buy new underwear or, you know, whatever it's like, or just do socks and underwear. And it's like, wait, I I don't know why it is that I would just do the socks and underwear load when in reality I could do a whole load of other stuff, you know, too, that I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like having that mentality of I'm going to do this now because that'll be a little bit smaller pile when I get out of survival mode. Right. So a lot of times this means running the dishwasher, even when the kitchen doesn't get completely cleaned. Like this is the one that I will remind myself if I will just run the dishwasher, even if that is legitimately all I do, even if it's legitimately all I can do when I'm in a situation without a dishwasher, if I will just wash the number of dishes that will fit in this dishpan right? I like to have the dishpan. I don't understand how people do it just straight in their sink, but whatever. That's me. I am going to do just this dishpan. Okay. And by doing that, I'm reminding myself, this is just a, it's just going to be a little bit fewer dishes that I have to do at some point. Running the dishwasher for me, that is the mentality that I often have with it. It's like, I, I can't actually stop and clean the kitchen right now, but if I'll run the dishwasher right now, when I clean the kitchen tonight, it's going to be that much easier. Okay. Or when you're in survival mode and you think I'm not going to be able to clean the kitchen at all, but I'll just run the dishwasher. I'll just do that. And when you do that, it's amazing how it keeps moving you forward just a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Sometimes it's, you know, just washing that one cookie sheet. I mean, I know that's a reality, right? Like for us, especially in the summers, you know, when my kids would be home and they would be making themselves, you know, frozen pizza or chicken nuggets or corn dogs or whatever. And they'd use the cookie sheets a lot. It would drive me bananas. I'm like, wash the one cookie sheet just to prevent that huge item being part of the pile. And that will make a huge, huge difference, right? So it's again, that what has to be done anyway that I could do right now that makes, that will make the catch up from survival mode so much easier. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week, I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said 
one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. And then having the ongoing donate box. That is really, really important, right? Like having that ongoing donate box is, is key. And what I mean by that is a donate box either for yourself or for the whole family where you know where it is. Everyone knows where it is. Maybe you have a couple of them. I you know, like to have two or three going on at a time in different places. But those ongoing donate boxes mean that it just naturally gives me a mentality that I can donate anything at any time. And so it, it starts to become that, you know, where it used to be that I would go through I wouldn't donate anything because I would think, oh, I need to get rid of that. I should donate this. I mean, I, I should declutter this closet at some point instead of just going ahead and getting rid of that one thing right now, right? Like I would wait until I was doing a decluttering project. But the more I did decluttering and the more I saw the power of the no mess decluttering method, then I would realize, oh, I don't like this item. If I will stick it in the donate box now, it is that much less that I have to do when I do declutter this space. Okay. Because usually when I would come across an item and I would look around and go, Oh my goodness, why do I even have this? Oh, the space is a mess. I've got to declutter. And I would just set it aside. Right. But if I will stick it in the donate box now, having that mentality of I might as well. Okay. And it's easy because I've got an ongoing donate box at all times. Then that's a little bit smaller project that I'm going to be tackling in the future when I do this. And the more that I do it, the less often I have to tackle the big projects, right? And with donations, when I'm thinking about what I can go ahead and do, so it won't be part of the pile up, you know, the things that I'm going to have to deal with eventually when survival mode is over, which often is overwhelming, which makes us kind of hold on to survival mode a little bit longer because we're like, oh my goodness, because once this is over, then I have to actually deal with reality, right? When I'm thinking of going ahead and donating this item, going ahead and decluttering so I won't have to deal with it later, that often shifts me into being a little bit more ruthless, right? Like when I start to feel that, oh, I'm experiencing the, that, that weird thing that happens when you declutter where you're like, oh, that's off my mind. Oh yeah. I don't have to worry about that thing anymore. When I do that, And I experience that in a small way every time I put a little thing in the donate box and I realize, well, that was easy. That made a difference. That's something I'm never going to have to think about again. 
then it builds upon itself. And it's the next time I pick up something and I'm like, "Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to be a little ruthless here and I'm going to stick this in the donate box because you know what? That felt real good last time. Sure did. Mm -hmm. So I go ahead and I stick that thing in there now. And that is like that shift into like, well, I might as well, right? I might as well which takes me out of my overthinking because so many times the reason I would have the big pileup because of the survival mode was that I would be overthinking all these, well, you know, if I do this right now, then I'd be stopping it. I shouldn't do this. It's like, oh, actually, I'm just going to donate, donate, donate. Okay. It brings me into a focus on making my life easier because remember every item that leaves your house, and I'm saying this for myself, every item that leaves my house is one less thing I ever have to think about or move or make a decision about or clean or touch again. Every single thing that's that leaves is decluttering progress. Okay. And so thinking of it that way and experiencing that, oh, this one item going away, well, that's one more thing I don't have to think about. It feels good in the midst of survival mode because it's making my life easier, which is the thing I really need during survival mode, which then encourages me to get rid of some more stuff. Okay. And then of course, y'all know what I'm gonna talk about now, right? The five minute pickup, the five minute pickup is the key to making it through times of survival mode. It is. I always tell people it's the best way to get started changing your house and it's the best way to maintain any decluttering progress that you've made. Now, the five-minute pickup, for those of you who are new, the five-minute pickup is not necessarily decluttering. It is simply picking stuff up and putting it away. But as you do that, if you run across a thing that doesn't have a home, you ask yourself, where would I look for this first? And then you go ahead and you take it there right now in the midst of this five-minute pickup And that's decluttering, right? Or if you don't have an answer to where would I look for it first, then you put it in that ongoing donate box, right? And so the five-minute pickup can be used to, you can declutter during the five-minute pickup, but that's not really the goal. But those five-minute pickups are the things that keep us from moving backward, Okay, that's that's how we maintain any progress that we've had. It's how we get through this time period without getting to a point where every single thing in the house is out of place, which, hey, if that happens, it happens and you just start again. And it's not that big of a deal because it's less stuff because of all the decluttering that you've done in the past. Right. So you do that. But you can also move forward in the decluttering process during this five minute pickup, because remember, a five minute pickup is like. Only five minutes, right? Even, or maybe you just do a three minute because that's what you can justify for yourself and you, that's all you can talk yourself into. Great. You're better off for having done the three minutes than for not having done any, right? But the five minute pickup, let's say you're really doing that every day and you have a day that happens or maybe a couple days that happen and you're done picking up in four minutes or you're done picking up in three minutes. Well, I have five minutes set aside for this. And that's such a short time anyway. I'm going to take this last minute. Wow, everything is surfaces are clear. Things are not out of control. But I've got a minute left. I'm going to open up this cabinet and look for trash and use it. Use the rest of this five minutes for me to to move forward a little bit in my decluttering process. Because remember, every single thing that doesn't need to be in my house that leaves my house is decluttering and it's successful decluttering. So I look inside this cabinet and I'm looking for trash 
and I throw away four things, well, that space is better. And those are four things that I'm not going to have to actually deal with in the future when I am dealing with this space and decluttering it officially. Okay. So really focusing on what does it mean to move forward? It's acknowledging the value of small progress and counting it and thinking it's worth your time. Okay. Acknowledging that and then looking for opportunities to complete something small. Often when I'm thinking that way, it helps me see, oh, there is this teeny, tiny thing I could complete all the way. And so then I do that one thing. Well, then it, when something is all the way completed, that's when it leaves my brain. That leaving of my brain makes me feel a little bit less stressed. And as I feel a little bit less stressed, I'm a little bit closer to moving out of survival mode, right? Okay. Okay. What can I do now? What can I do to move forward, even if it's small? And how can I prevent myself from moving backward? What can I do right now that will make the catch up from this time a little less overwhelming? And if I start thinking that way a lot, then I find myself not having to do a big catch up. Okay. All right. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. And don't forget, uh, if you want to be a patron of the show, we have so much fun over in the Facebook group. People are truly lovely. If you want someone to, if you want people, a space where you can like bounce these things off of other people, that's the place to go. You can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.